welcome to TTG, Two Trans Girls, recorded live last week. Uh, I am Eleanor. And I am Monique. And today is is the first day, the first time. Not the, the first, time, first time. Not the first time we're recording this, because... We've recorded this several times. We recorded this once before, not several. It feels like it's been several, is the thing. <laughs> Well, okay, so we didn't have a topic the first time we recorded this, um, and because we didn't have a topic the first time we recorded this, uh, it was just a, a string of rabbit holes. It was the best of rabbit holes, and the worst. And it of was the holes. worst of rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, so how this is going to work is we are going to record this uh, <laughs> once a week. And then I will be I will be editing it and putting it out the week after it's recorded. So that'll give me time to do stuff with it. So it's not super stressful. And just a general spoiler warning for shows like Avatar The Last Airbender or Yu-Gi-Oh! or Adventure Time. Uh, not necessarily anything current, but uh, shows that influenced us, uh, just so you're aware. Today, the topic we finally picked, uh, we're going to talk about uh, superheroes, supervillains, rather, in uh, children's animated shows. They don't even have to be super, is the thing. They, they can just be just villains. Be shitty villains. Okay, so the first villain that I would like to talk about to you okay. exists exclusively in a single episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold. Okay. His name is the Music Meister. I love it already. His power is that he can hypnotize people and make them do whatever he wants by singing a Broadway musical number. So he's like the Pied Piper, but with Broadway stuff. Yes. His introductory is beautiful. <laughs> he just goes, the Music Meister. And like people go like, whoa. So... It's just Magic Man! Similar to the Magic Man. <laughs> um, he's in a single episode, and it's a it's a Christmas episode, I do believe. And it, it's him hypnotizing all of Batman's villains and friends and the Justice League and several other people. Uh, so that he can steal all of the jewels from every from every store. Um and and, um... So he's... Wait, so he's hypnotizing them so that they steal the jewels for him? Yeah, 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 Okay, I thought you meant he's hypnotizing them so that he himself can steal all the jewels. And no. I was thinking, that is very illogical. No, 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 no. So, so how he did it is he hooked himself up to a satellite. Okay. Um, by the way... This entire thing is a song. Like, it's, this entire thing is a musical. I think the only person who doesn't participate is Batman. Obviously. Um, Black Canary is trying to show Batman she loves him throughout the entire episode. Aww. But here's the thing. Green Arrow is in love with Black Canary. And he's constantly being cucked by her. Dun, dun, dun. But she's constantly being turned down by Batman. Because Batman's like, I'm sorry, I'm Batman, and crime never sleeps. And like, justice is my only love. Yeah. 
it's 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 a wonderful little episode. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, the Batman, the Brave, and the Bold is just a great series. It just is. Do you have a suggestion to throw in? Um. Hmm. Well, I'd say one of my uh, favorite villains um, would probably have to be uh, Pegasus from from Yu-Gi-Oh! Because, no, the thing is, he was only a villain, quote-unquote, for, for, like, the first season, Not right? even a whole season. And he was—he seemed really intimidating in like a, um, kind of like in a Joker sort of way, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then Yugi boy, he lost his Millennium Eye because of that bitch Bakura. Well, Yami Bakura, whatever. Whatever. But, but my thing is, he—he's just this lovable old man who was trying, he had this great motivation. Like, I need to get my love back. She was taken from me. I I love how that takes all of, like, six episodes to resolve. If we're cutting out filler. Yeah. It's just, it's six episodes. It's just six episodes. That's it. <laughs> um, but, so I like his deck. I like his aesthetic. I like pretty much everything about Pegasus. And I'd probably marry him if I could. <laughs> no, that's chill. That's chill. I preached. No, that's cool. Because, okay, so why I would do that is because he, he went from villain to cranky grandpa who helps out Yugi on some occasions the pyramid, when they need it. The Pyramid of Light movie. The, literally. Oh my he god. He literally showed up in a fucking helicopter. And he was he, just he was there. Like, Toon Dark Magician Girl, help them. He's such a nutcase as well. Because he uses a Toon deck. But it's like, the way they differentiate it from the Japanese animation is they just make it American animation. Yeah. And that's pretty neat. Because that's where Japanese people got their animation style from. Oof. But they, well, basically, like, yeah, they saw true, Walt Disney stuff and they're like, big eyes, let's market that. Uh, <laughs> I love how Japanese and American animators basically are just feeding off each other in an endless loop. We are both, <laughs> we are psychic vampires feeding on the same energy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Uh, no, but I, I do like, I like Maximilian Pegasus. Um, and the thing is, I want to see his eye socket. I, I, I want to see. We'll, we'll never get it. I want to see the eye socket where the Millennium Eye once was, because I have a theory What's your theory? That it's really gross. And I want to see it simply for the fact that it's going to be really gross. You know what my favorite part of of the fact that we never get to see his eye socket? Is he didn't lose his other eye. Oh yeah. He just put the Millennium Eye over it. So what that tells me is he squished... He squished his, his other eye. eye. 
So there is just technically, technically, I think it was, I think it was Shoddy. Shoddy squished his eye. Right. Because he put it in. (laughs) Shoddy just fucking palm punched the Millennium Eye into him. He said, okay, the the Millennium Eye accepts you, right? There's no going back now. Can we talk about how fucking metal Shoddy is? Shoddy is fucking crazy. And I love it. His first appearance... In Yu-Gi-Oh, and this is season zero for those who haven't seen season zero. I have not seen season zero. Season zero is the one where Yami's a serial killer. Um, (laughs) so in season zero, the first ever appearance of Shoddy, uh, he does use the Millennium Scales to banish someone's soul. And just sort of says, oh, well, that seems like you're lost then. And then he just walks away. (laughs) But anyways, about three quarters of the way through season zero, right? Um, Yami, like, chills out enough to where he's not murdering people. But he is... He is just sort of driving people permanently insane. Now, one could argue that that's actually worse. (laughs) And I, for one, think I would rather be murdered right than be permanently insane because i mean that just it just it's so much work for the people who have to take care of me now and i I, you know i just remember noah from season three was that season two it was season three so noah the exact character design for noah is just what kaiba looked like in season zero yeah which i think was neat yeah yeah. Noah is basically Kaiba um, from an from an alternate dimension, right? He he's Kaiba's adopted dad's biological son. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because Kaiba and Mokuba were adopted. I think. God, I forget his name, but Kai Kaiba's dad. Uh huh. Um. I think he's a major asshole. Oh, definitely. And I think if if Kaiba didn't have him as a dad, that Kaiba wouldn't be the 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 dick waddy is today, right? But would he have also? Would he have been able to build Kaiba Land and no. invent the dual disc? Someone else would have probably. You're right, but that would have just given Pegasus more shit. Kaiba is as cool as he is because who else has the gall to wear a blue eyes white dragon jacket not just a, like a blue eyes white dragon hoodie like a cute one that cosplayers may wear but like a trench coat that happens to be styled after the blue eyes white dragon yeah or a jet plane that is just a blue eyes white dragon <laughs> it served no other function <laughs> but to be aesthetically pleasing to kaiba I saw a picture of Kaiba's bedroom one time, and it's like a regular-ass bed, and I'm sitting there like, that's bullshit. You know his bed's shaped like the Blue-Eyes White Dragon. You know his jammies have the Blue-Eyes White Dragon (laughs) on it. He has Blue-Eyes White Dragon slippers, and you can't convince me otherwise. He has a Blue-Eyes White Dragon body pillow, because the (laughs) Blue-Eyes White Dragon is his waifu. It has blushing cheeks. It has blushing cheeks. And it's been custom made to have a little bubble coming out of it that says Kaiba-sama. 
I I think we got to end the podcast now on that note. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> We're not even 15 minutes in. We um, can't end this now. We need, so, to, we need to switch to a different villain. Yeah, because we've been talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! for like the past... Ten minutes. That's because we're both Yu-Gi-Oh nerds. I know. I shouldn't have brought up Maximilian Pegasus. But what about Magic Man? Magic Man. Magic Man. Well, the thing with that is, I haven't seen that much. I mean, I haven't finished uh, Adventure Time. So, oh my god, Magic Man gets so much more play later on in the series. It's going to be great. I. I only saw the one where he turns Finn into a foot. That's a good episode. And the. And then the one after that where Glob... <laughs> Wait, is that the same Glob they're talking about when they say, oh my Glob? Or is yeah, that a different Glob? he's their god. He's the ruler of Mars. Well, I love how Finn is just like, fuck you, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm doing whatever I want, Glob. You're a piece of shit. Um, it's great. It's great character development when you actively scorn your god by doing whatever the fuck you want and not listening to him. Um, Abraham Lincoln rules the moon. No, Abraham Lincoln ruled Mars. He ruled Mars? Yeah, I just saw the episode. He was the ruler of Mars. And then he got turned into a statue. Right, and now Glob rules Mars. Now Glob rules Mars by default. The best kind of way to rule something. By default. <laughs> so, God, there's so much I want to say about Glob. Glob's funny looking hat. Don't. I'm do, not going to tell do, you anything about it. Don't spoil. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just going to say his funny looking hat is explained. Okay, good. That's it. That's all you're getting. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Cool. Um, cool. So we can't talk about Magic Man anymore. Magic Man... Also, we can't talk about the Ice King because he's not a villain. Yeah, he really isn't. <laughs> he's just a, he's just a creepy guy. Is the he's thing. just a cr- he's just a crazy old man. Yeah, and his backstory is more depressing than evil. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, that's pretty much every evil person's backstory is something True. tragic that happens. True. No, but specifically, specifically, like he's not necessarily even a villain. He's just a weird old man that's had a bad past and he gets much better that's good yeah that's good um, he doesn't stay a weird sex pest i would hope that he would not stay that way he's not a weird sex pest um by the end. thank goodness uh <laughs> because i'm gonna I'm, I, I just have to say the amount of times that he has made remarks about wanting a princess and marrying prin- i'm just like what the fuck? He, so, like, you can definitely tell this was made in 2000. This isn't this isn't a spoiler. <laughs> okay. This is, but there's the a comment. The fact that you say that it's not a spoiler. There, well, you makes can me stop me. Hear it, it. A, if you want to stop me, you can. This isn't a spoiler. There is uh, a comic made that comes that's about the events that happened after. Uh, and this is canon. It's uh it's published by Cartoon Network's publishing arm. Um where the Ice King goes around and apologizes to everybody for his past deeds. Aww. He sets up whole amphitheaters with crowds of people and reads out individually but his list I of just, crimes. I just want to say, 
to all you people listening. Even if your uh, your kidnapper right uh, uh, apologizes to you, it does not take away the fact that they kidnapped you. No, it does and not. And you do not have to accept that apology, and that's valid. That is completely valid. Um, but but by the time in the series that this is put out, the Ice King had sort of deserved that redemption. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's different. If somebody's if somebody is apologizing, you don't have to accept it. But the apology uh, should not, in in the same sense, should not be taken as weightless. Yeah. 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 I guess it really just depends on the sincerity of the apology as well. Also, it's um, this is a cartoon for children. Well, yeah, well, you, it's never too early to tell to to teach children these things. No, but I mean, it's a cartoon for children, so the way that they solve things is a little bit more simplistic than how things tend to work in the real world. That's true. That's why I like Steven Universe because the way they solve things is it's depressingly realistic. Yeah, you got to teach children <laughs> the reality of the world, and the, and that reality is that it's depressing. And it will always be depressing, and you might have a happy ending if you're lucky, but ten, nine times out of ten, you're not going to. <laughs> Damn, okay. <laughs> no, but I think, um, and this is getting off top for a bit, but I think the greatest happy ending someone could, could get, realistically, is just being content with themselves and their surroundings. Um... Because yeah. that's pretty much all you can control about, well, anything. It's just your reaction to things. I, I don't know. I guess I just have a bit of a different view on life. <laughs> I I think that uh, every day is a gift. And maybe, maybe it's not a gift that you necessarily want, but it's a gift you have. So you It know. sure is a gift that exists. It, this sure does exist, I guess. Unless you're one of the people who think we're all living in the Matrix, in which case, it, we might not be real. So, you know, just live it up while you can. So before the before the system gets turned off, I guess. Um, <laughs> Hugo Weaving. Uh huh. Does is not Hugo Weaving in the Matrix. His name's Agent Smith, right? Whatever. I'm Mr. calling. I'm just gonna call him Hugo Weaving. Sure. He's animated for most of the second and third movie. Well, naturally, because he got he has to make all those crazy moves. Hugo Weaving can't make those moves. I know that's why have they that's why they have to animate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does he count as an animated supervillain? No, because he's played by a real person, and Megatron is played by Hugo Weaving, and he's entirely animated. Look, we're not talking about Hugo Weaving, David. We, can we talk about a real life supervillain? Look, no. What about Fire Lord Ozai? Fire Lord Ozai is an asshole from start to finish. And I think he got exactly what he deserved. See, the thing about Fire Lord Ozai is I'd love to talk about him in depth, but I really can't because he's around for like a few episodes. And he's there just to be an asshole. Yeah. Really, the main villain, I would say, of the Avatar series... Is Azula. Is Azula. But Az even Azula is a victim of Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah. And, you know, people always give Azula a bad rap and... And, and she deserves it. Yes, <laughs> but... 
the thing is, is like, you gotta take it with a grain of salt because, well, yes, Zuko does have a redemption arc and gets redeemed or whatever. Azula is also a victim of abuse and it's kind of... And her in her final moments before going crazy, all she does is want her mom and that's the most depressing that shit. That was the most heart-wrenching thing ever. And also, <laughs> can I just say, um, don't, like, I don't think people should be diagnosing Azula with sociopathy or psychopathy or whatever because first of all you're not a psychologist right so don't be diagnosing people with shit she that you is don't a know sadist. about that she I is, can kind of agree she is with definitely she definitely a takes pleasure in inflicting pain on other people and um, she demonstrated that when she was really little bitty oh yeah definitely um but so the thing is Azula, while yes, she is a villain, I think if, you know, she was given uh, the the right amount of love and, and attentiveness, maybe things could have turned out differently for her. In the Beach episode, she specifically states, my own mother thought it was a monster. She was right, of course, but it still hurt. Which implies that she still has feelings. You know, like, it's not like she just doesn't feel anything. Also, she sees herself as a monster. Which is very terrible. And it's like, th- I wonder if she only sees herself as a monster because her mother made her feel like a monster. And because her dad reinforced that that was a good thing. Yeah. Because her- see, the, the, the Ozai the- is a monster. Ozai is a real ass monster. I mean, if you think about it. Pretty much everyone, every leader anyway, of the Fire Nation is a monster. The only exception would probably be uh, Iroh. Zuko. And Zuko, obviously. I'm talking about before the, you know, they, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> before they, um, you know, I should take down it. the Fire Lord and then, all right, I guess it's my turn for a villain again? It's your turn for a villain again. Um... Let's see. Villains. It would have been great if I'd just taken a few seconds to think of some villains, but... While you were um, saying, is it my turn again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the uh, one villain that popped into my head... Um, we got... So we got the... We got Maximilian Pegasus out of the way. We got, um... Fire Lord Ozai. Um... It's so hard to think of villains on the spot, you guys. It really is. But wait, so can I can I I can I take us to an ad break while you think of it while you think of a villain? Yes, take us okay. to an ad. I would like to take you to an ad break. This ad is is called Hello. So hello, have you have you ever thought that maybe you have too much stuff in your life? Have you ever thought that maybe uh, your life's too full of things? You know what's a great way to get rid of those things in your life? Just just never talk to people. Just sit sit at home under your covers and be real sad. And uh and everything eventually goes away. Uh your friends go away, your family go away, and eventually your house goes away. And you know, that's really depressing, but maybe uh maybe if you don't want that to happen, maybe you should you should drink some water and and take a shower maybe you should go eat some things go just eat any things any things are good 
Um, <laughs> maybe uh, reach out to friends and family. Let them know that you're alive and that you care about them. And if you don't think you have any friends or family, you're wrong. There's always somebody who cares about you. If it's your cat or your plant, those count. And, uh, and if you, if you have, uh, any sort of mental health coverage, re reach out to a professional and maybe get some help with that or, or, or just, just take care of yourself because you're important. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, so love yourself. All right. So, uh, now that we're back from our special break, um, that's our ad break. Yeah, it was our ad break. We're sponsored. We're sponsored by uh, Take Care of Yourself. We're sponsored by Take Care of Yourself. Brought go, to you by Take Care of Yourself. Go drink some water. <laughs> um. So that I, was me uh, drinking my water. Yeah, that was her drinking some some water. Um. So my next villain is Plankton from <laughs> Yes! Is Plankton from the the animated show known as Spongebob Squarepants. SpongeBob Squarepants. And the thing is from Plankton isn't a threat like at all. He in the I, in what I've seen of the series, Plankton is never treated as like a serious threat. He's, he's now, not he, even a minor threat. Yeah, he's nothing. He really isn't. Um, so, but the thing is, the only time that Plankton was considered a threat was in the first SpongeBob movie, because he controlled the entire city of Bikini Bottom. And King Neptune, the king of the fucking sea, right? And he it, it really looked like he was about to win. Wait, thing. was that the movie where they did a fight on David Hasselhoff's back? Yeah. That was a weird movie. We rode the Hasselhoff and we brought the crown back. Um, I'm a goofy goober, yeah. <laughs> I'm a goofy goober, rock! Anyway, I don't want I don't want us to get the copyright claim, good, so let's not. Movie. But like you, you guys know the song. And Everyone knows the song. If you're true goofy goobers, sing it with me. Um, don't don't though. Yeah, just sing it in your head though, because I'm not going to be singing it for copyright reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, but so yeah, it's like the only time he's ever considered like a real threat is during that movie. And by the way, um, apparently that movie is set in the future after the SpongeBob series ends. Um, for, according to a book that I read once. That's so weird, though, considering so, all the stuff that happens after that movie has been released. I know. I know. So if you think about it, every SpongeBob episode that you see right now, uh, just think it's it's technically... It could always be worse. It could always be worse. And it has been worse. Well, it will be worse. Because one day, Plankton is going to enslave the entire town and make everyone fear for their lives. And David Hasselhoff will still be gorgeous. And David Hasselhoff will still be young and and gorgeous. David Hasselhoff is immortal. 
is what we're learning from David this. David Hasselhoff is an immortal. He was here when the world was created. Um, he and, created the world, actually. And, and Squidward will still be earning minimum wage at the Krusty Krab. Well, okay, about that. Mr. Krabs, like, you, from what they talk about, it seems like Mr. Krabs doesn't pay them that well, right? But let me let me give you this little nugget. Okay, so they live... SpongeBob has, like, a two-, three-story house with a study, right? I would pause it. Squidward also has a two-story house and has... They both have a lot of free time. So... I think either Mr. Krabs is actually secretly generous or in the society in which they live... Money means nothing. That or money does mean stuff, right? But it's like they don't live in a, in a purely capitalist society. They live in like some democratic socialism type society. You know what I wonder? The Krusty Krabs is a fast food restaurant, right? Yeah. Why... Squidward and Spongebob are the only employees of the Krusty Krab. How do they have free time? Just like ever. Fast food restaurants run from like 4 o'clock in the morning to 3 at night. So every every day. The thing with that is Mr. Krabs is um, the true villain. I agree. Hires temp employees, right? Uh, on, the, on the days that they're not there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it would be really great of the um, of the writers to, um, you know, make an episode about the, about the brave efforts of the temp workers of the Krusty Krab who keep order to the Krusty Krab when Spongebob and Squidward are just being lazy and it's not working. Li- it's like the Crystal Temps, but in... The Crystal Temps. <laughs> but it's just Spongebob. The Krusty Simps. Um, <laughs> you know Peridot would be the fry cook. Peridot would be the fry cook. <laughs> Peridot would be the... But the thing, the thing is, Lapis would be um, at the front counter, right? Of course. She'd be on the register taking people's order and be like, would you like a large drink with that? Okay, cool. Bismuth right. wouldn't be doing anything. She just sort of be sitting in the corner. Business Bismuth would be Business. trying. Bismuth would be trying to clean up, right? But she wouldn't really know how, so she'd just be scraping a sword across the across the floor, I have, hoping it would help. By the way, I've never seen anyone clean the crusty crab. I mean, they have to clean it, like at some point. I've never seen anyone clean it, and moreover. They have, like, seven whole bathroom stalls, and I've never seen those get cleaned either. Well, to be honest, it is underwater. But, but the again, Goo Lagoon is all is water underwater. But that's a real-life phenomenon, right? But also, the thing is about this... Isn't that a real-life phenomenon? Yeah, you can have, like, underwater lakes and stuff. Wait a second. Okay, up. so she's actually looking it up right now, and I love that. But, so the thing is, and why you shouldn't look it up, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up right now, is that while I say that they are underwater, they have literally said in the show, um, well, I haven't really said it as much as just kind of, like, demonstrate it, that logic 
You should not apply that to SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. Lo- we were talking about this earlier, actually. Logic does not exist in the SpongeBob year. Because they literally had an invitation from from Patchy the Pirate, right, about, like, a party he was inviting them to. Holy shoot! That's amazing! He... They... They invited... Or Patchy invited them to a party, and they got the invitation, and it was smudged because it was underwater. And then SpongeBob remarked, how he clearly doesn't understand the, um, I, I think he said the logic of uh, being under the sea or something like that. And then he takes the invitation and throws it into a fire that he built. <laughs> I forgot about this. And I'm like, SpongeBob, I love you so much. Oh my god. Do you remember the episode where Squidward moves into a gated community that's just Squidwards? Yeah. That was a great that was a great episode. It was a great episode. Because okay, so the thing is, that was like because I when I was younger, I was always like, Oh my god, Squidward, I love you and I I don't know why people are always giving you the short end of the stick. And, you know, then they, he got in that neighborhood and he was really happy. But then he realized, this isn't what I want. I need, I need the randomness of Sponge. I need SpongeBob's chaotic energy, right? To counteract my, my uh, lawful evil, right? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> no. No, I think Squidward Plot is more. Twist. I think Squidward is more true neutral, honestly. He just seems like he doesn't care. One way or the other. Does not care is definitely Squidward. The only thing he cares about is his paycheck. If you're not giving him that dough, he don't fucking care. And you know what? If you're working a minimum wage, that's all you should care about because you're not being paid enough to care about anything else. Oh, yeah. Look, if you are a minimum wage worker, just know you are automatically true neutral, right? And the second, the second a customer gives you some shit you think for a second should i just turn to chaotic evil for this one moment and just slap the shit out and of the them? answer to that question may surprise you it's yes do I it i would say i have been in fast food and i did really want to turn chaotic evil and slap a customer multiple times but I... you know what kids you lose your job if you do that. I and never, in this capitalist society, you gotta keep that job. I never lost my job. So anyway, about villains. Um, about villains. The real villain is capitalism. The real villain? That was a secret villain of the day, kids. Draken and Shigo. Draken and Shigo are interesting because... I love them. Well, it, so the thing is, they can be... They can range from... A minor threat to a major threat. And it usually just depends if on if Shigo ma- is feeling it today, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I was about to say. If they're a major threat, it's almost always because Shigo is feeling pretty good that day. Yeah. Like, Draken on his own is not a threat. <laughs> Draken's not a threat. He really isn't. Also, I love that Shigo is a supervillain just because she got bored with being a hero. She doesn't have any moral dilemmas with being a hero or a villain. She just got bored of being a hero. And so Which she's like... think if she's going to get bored of being a villain and go back to being a hero at some point. <laughs> and 
And she just kind of flip-flops over the next few decades. This is probably what will happen, if we're honest. Because <laughs> the Kim Possible series is just four years. You know? Yeah. Um. So, like, four years isn't really that long. Yeah. Um. You know what one of my favorite things is about Kim Possible? All of the villains are established from minute one. We're never surprised by who's behind the thing. Yeah. Kim's always just like, oh yeah, I know who this is. And we're like, but we've never met them before. But she's like, oh no, I know. It's fine. Which brings me to the next thing. (laughs) Team Rocket. We didn't get to talk about Shiko. Okay, let's talk about Shigo. Then we're going to talk about Team Rocket. My first ever lesbian crush, Shigo. Aww. Most people's first ever lesbian crush, if I'm honest. So the thing is, I really didn't know I was into girls for, like, a long time. So. Until, like, I, a month ago. No, no, it's longer <laughs> than that. Like, I've known longer than that. But, um... The thing is, though, is, like, I think I probably had, like, a lot of, uh, um, crushes, right, on girls, but I just didn't think it was a crush, right? Because, you know, it was just like, (laughs) I'm all giddy around you, and I think you're really cool, and I want to be friends with you. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. But, anyway, so, back to Shigo. Go. So, so, Shigo, right? Uh, every Kim Possible episode I watched, if it wasn't about Draken and Chigo, I wasn't nearly as interested. Like, I still watched it, but it wasn't nearly as interesting. And I can never figure out why. And it's just because Shigo has such chaotic, fun energy. Yeah. Like, Draken's wonderful because he's, he's just your generic mad scientist. And I love him. I love him. He's perfect. (laughs) But I love... I love Shigo as well because she works perfectly on her own as a character because she's just this snarky badass. Yeah. But also she punctuates all of Draken's schemes so well. And I like I like that they treat it sort of as a song and dance, uh, much like Heinz Doofenshmirtz, another great Disney villain. Doofenshmirtz Evelyn Corporated! I didn't want to finish that because copyright. But anyway. Well, there was a pause, so we're good. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah, we're, we we're, have avoided the copyright. We're, we're God. Um, no. Well, <laughs> they, I will cite several reasons why no, but... I, I know. Anyway. To the villain... Villains, uh, with quotations, um, Team Rocket, uh... So the thing is, the thing that I love about Team Rocket is... She is looking up facts about Team Rocket. I am not. I am on Facebook, actually. Why are you on Facebook? We're podcasting! Because my crow brain. Anyway. Um, That's fair. So, <laughs> the thing with Team Rocket is, is they... They also can go... Well, at least from the first season, I think. They could be either a minor threat or a major threat, depending on where you caught them. Even in subsequent seasons. But mainly, they were just a bunch of nobodies. I think we're learning something about animated villains and what makes them good or bad. Also, I feel like James was queer-coded, but that only made him more sexy to me. 
Like, as a kid, I James was, like, my crush. And I Jesse really... Jesse and James are perfect for each other. They they really are. They really are. And... Um, they're but, both... And they're both queer gems. They're both queer gems. Uh... <laughs> so, like... Okay. I, um... So there was a time where... The, and this is this makes me think that there's hope for them, right? Because honestly, I think they're just big old goofballs who don't know what to do in their life, so they just joined an organization of fucking evil. I mean, that's basically how... Yeah. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, it's like, there was that one episode, and they... they there was this uh, poacher or whatever, and he was capturing... Ekans and uh coughing right yeah and so um when their pokemon and when uh when them and their pokemon found found out they were trying to free them and everything right and then the poacher comes back and i never i never i'll never forget this episode because they just stayed there as they led as their pokemon ran away and led the others to safety and they took the brunt I think it was like Tyranitar's like hyper beam after hyper beam. And I was like, oh my God, Jesse and James are good. No, but do you want to know what I think about the majority? Not all, but the majority of my favorite cartoon supervillains or villains. What I think they all have in common. Huh? My favorite villains from cartoons aren't full-blown villains. They're just kind of like people who do bad things sometimes but generally aren't too much of a threat yeah um and and they're just they're fun to have around and they they have good chemistry with the heroes and you just enjoy having them you you see these people in an episode and you're like oh yeah this is gonna be good you know ah yeah it's all coming together yeah yeah yeah. like (laughs) like that yeah Kronk's not a villain. <laughs> Kronk is just a himbo. <laughs> Kronk is the definition of himbo. <laughs> um, no, but for instance, Heinz Doofenshmirtz is not a villain. He's an inconvenience. <laughs> he's a wonderful, beautiful inconvenience who I love very much. And he's such a good dad. He's such a good dad. Yeah. I appreciate him. Um, we're here, we're, we're doing the Heinz Smirts appreciation hour. Oh. So we're gonna, we're gonna wrap things up because we've hit our time marker and we love, we love you. We hope you're doing well. Look, I, I don't know a lot of you. I don't like know any, any of you. you, actually. So, um, I wouldn't say I love you, right? But I, I appreciate you, fam. I appreciate you. I for for listening in i right? have a, a genuine a, a general love for for human beings i think i do not uh, <laughs> that's fair I, I, that's but fair. you know what you guys are okay so i have a i have a i have a i have a like i have a likening a like uh, anyway if you're willing to listen to two uh, to two trans girls talk talk with our our weird ADHD all sense and brains 
then it's good. Then it's good. You're good. You're 100% good. And we, and we don't love you, right? But we, we like you. I love you. We like you as a friend. I specifically uh, love you. She specifically loves you. I like you as a friend. Because not, we haven't gotten that far yet. Not in our relationship. Not in a romantic way. Just in a sort of... Alright, so she loves you in a sort of, like, Olive Garden way. Like, when yeah. you're here, you're fucking family, when, when, right? Have you tried the endless salad bowl possible? I have not. And we should do that someday. It's not around anymore. God damn it. It was in the Sonic movie, but um, they had to delay the release so the thing wasn't going on anymore when they released it. <laughs> that is beautiful. Um, so yeah, we're going to wrap things up here, and I just want to say, um, you all are amazing, and I hope you have an amazing week. Um, (laughs) so anyway, I just want to say, I think you all are swell, and I hope you have a good week, and it has been two trans girls coming at you live from one week, and one week ago, yeah, 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 that thing, right. That one, yeah. We're so, definitely recording this on Saturday and not on Sunday because, well, the first episode was recorded on Saturday and it wasn't very good. Yeah, we, 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 we <laughs> rabbit holes, a lot of rabbit holes, and... We didn't have a topic, this, but, but and today this, we had a topic. Yeah, we did have a topic, but we also went down a little, a few rabbit holes this time. And but you know this what? one, you got, they were you, sort of on topic this time. Yeah, but you know what, you guys, you gotta, you gotta bear with us on the rabbit holes because you gotta realize, right... We are very much autistic and ADHD, right? So our brains are like a hamster wheel. I like hamsters. <laughs> Can we talk about hamsters? Oh, you see what I'm talking about? Um, so please I have bear a friend, with us. I have a friend who owns ferrets. They're adorable. That is how our brains work, you guys. In a nutshell. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's mostly me. I'm the one who gets off topic the most. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, have have a great week, uh, and and I hope you're doing well. Bye. Bye.